Hello, thanks for joining me today. We're halfway through the first series of Highly Relational, and in that time we've heard from seven amazing guests who've shared with us decades of hard-won wisdom and experience about how to bring people together in new and exciting ways to help them perform at their best and create working environments that are generative as well as productive. Although I've wanted to create this podcast for several years now, I have to admit to being blown away by the richness and depth of our conversations and the heartfelt passion of our guests to make a difference to the working lives of potentially many millions of people. So that's the first thing I want to say today. A huge thank you to them for the work they do and their generosity in giving up their time to come and talk to us. And that brings me, of course, to you. Whether you've already been listening to some or all of our conversations, or whether you're new to the channel today, I really appreciate you coming on this journey with me. Of course, no matter how good the guests or the conversations are, without your interest and desire to learn more about yourself and the people you lead or work with, none of this would have any point. So thank you so much for being here. You make all the difference. Today I want to share with you some of my reflections on the conversations I've had so far in the hope of encouraging you to reflect too. By reflecting on the things we hear and our experience in general, we can make greater sense of other people and the world we live in and through that process make greater sense of ourselves. I could even easily argue that these two things, our experience and ourselves, are in fact the same thing. Do we really have an existence that's separate from our relationships and our experience? Superficially, that may appear to be the case, but under scrutiny, I'm not so sure. And that's probably a subject for a future podcast, our sense of self and how it comes about. Anyhow, I'm digressing. So let me share with you my personal reflections about the five hours of thought leadership we've heard so far, not because they're the most important reflections, simply because they're mine, and my hope is that you'll do the same and identify what, for you, are the most salient or valuable takeaways at this midpoint in the first series of Highly Relational. What's really become apparent to me are two standout themes that have each been touched on by several of our guests so far. The first being the deep importance of story and how storytelling creates order out of chaos, even at work. And secondly, how without the human heart and its capacity for compassion and love, our working lives become transactional and ultimately meaningless and unrewarding. So let's begin with story and its relevance to how we all make sense of the world. Stuart Meister kicks us off, somewhat unsurprisingly, since he's the founder of consultancy firm Strategic Narrative. Everyone talks about what's our vision, what's our mission, what's our purpose, what are our values, all of which are really important things. But for me, they are are parts of the overall narrative. They're elements in the narrative. Of course, you do need a vision of the future. I would call that a story of the future. Because so much of that stuff, because it's it becomes consultancy bollocks, right? It becomes gabble, becomes lots of words that fit together and sound impressive but mean nothing at all to anyone. And so they don't change the world in any way. 
And if you want to understand how you got to where you are in your business and set about defining a fantastic new future, storytelling is essential. Neil Malarkey, co-founder of London's comedy store Players and author of In the Moment, puts it this way. I've learned really over the years that story is a really powerful thing in business. There's the stories we can tell of the past, but also using the improv thing of when I'm dealing with a client, when I'm dealing with a colleague, as a leader, can I create, co-create, tell the story of where we are? That makes sense for me. Oh, this is why we're here and the story of the future. So you've got levels of stories, stories about how we got here, what we need to do next and stories of where we could be. And through this process of creating and telling stories at work, it's possible to share a common understanding of what needs to happen next and how to do it. Jane Ball and Peter Garrett from Dialogue Associates describe the extraordinary power of everyone having a common understanding and a shared story that runs through the whole of an organisation. In a dialogue, we're trying to build a common picture about something that about a decision to be made in an organisation. There's a content about which we have different perspectives and we're trying to build a common picture about that. So the underlying storyline is a common generative storyline that works, but the storyline is played out uniquely by each person. So it's a joy to hear how it's told differently in different parts of the organisation. Then you know you've got a a good storyline to what you're doing, you know. So that was my first big takeaway from the series so far, that as human beings, we make sense of the world through story, and we've done it for millennia. And the stories we tell at work not only define us, but also determine our day-to-day experience, and in the end, our collective success. So let's move on to my second standout theme, the power and importance of the human heart at work. It's so easy in our mentally identified Western world to believe if only we could think better or faster or smarter, everything would be wonderful. Several of our guests begged to disagree. They said we need to feel more and that emotions like passion, compassion and even love need to be included and encouraged wherever we work. Leadership coach and author and creator of Soul Trader and Soul Leader, Rashid Ogunlaru, was unequivocal. I have the saying that from the head alone, transformational leadership, which many organisations are interested in, is almost impossible. But from their heart, it's inevitable. From the head alone, transformational leadership is almost impossible because of all the politics, all the procedures, all of this, all of the people, all the power dynamics. But from the heart, if you connect with somebody from the heart, immediately there's a bond. What's that about? But we've all experienced it. What we're doing is just putting something that we all really know onto the table at last. At last, indeed. For Helena Clayton, it couldn't come soon enough. Helena is a long-time leadership development coach and consultant, but it's her research into love at work that's placed her in the top 20 of influential thinkers in the UK, according to HR magazine. Helena encouraged us to seek out and amplify love in our workplaces and made it clear that that's actually what love would ask of us. You know, love says, don't flip, don't put me on a shelf and or lock me in a cupboard or keep me for just these occasions or for these people. I am meant to be, I think love might say, just used liberally, you know, with abundance everywhere. If we use it liberally with abundance everywhere, more, including in work or, or on the bus or wherever we are, 
then rather than devaluing it in the personal domain, you just raise its value everywhere. And one way to do that is through play. And Portia Tung from the School of Play explained that play could well be the ultimate act of love. When we are not able to feel our feelings and have an opportunity to share them in a safe way, it actually turns everything toxic around you as a team, as an organisation. And I think that's the thing with love and play is that you, you have to show up as yourself. And that understandably can be quite scary for people who've not had the chance to be well received when they have been emotional, be it joy or sadness. So there you have it, my personal reflections on the first six episodes of the first series of Highly Relational. You may have heard some of these conversations and perhaps now are interested in hearing others. Or if this is the first time you've found us, rather than listening to each episode from the start, you could explore these two themes of story and heart, one at a time. Whatever works best for you. And of course, the standout themes or takeaways for you may be very different. Do let me know in the comments or review sections of wherever you're listening. I'd love to hear how you're making sense of what we're finding out together. So that's it for today. Next week, we'll preview the second half of this first series of Highly Relational. We've got some extraordinary guests lined up, and I'm excited to find out what they're going to share and how they've learnt it. You've been listening to Highly Relational. I'd like to thank today's studio manager at VoxPod, Alex Bennett. Our researcher is Ella Halsell, and the series producer is Ollie Guillou. I'm Robert Diggings. Thanks for listening. You really do make all the difference. Listener.